Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited about this episode for three reasons. First off, it's a great topic, super relevant to everything you're working on, but you get to actually hear from my podcast editor and former student when I was an advisor for her sorority that came into my life again randomly on a connection call. So I could not be more thrilled to introduce you to my guest, Kelsey Valletta, who is a certified self-love and confidence coach and host of the Find Your Sexy podcast. She teaches you how to reprogram your inner critic into your best friend through visualization exercises, mindset transformations, and intentional mirror work. Kelsey, I'm super excited to chat with you today. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I like, I still cannot believe how long I've known you and how we've reconnected. And it's one of my favorite stories. We, we know a lot of the same people now from our networks. And my favorite thing is to be like, you know, I know Sarah, right? You know, I've known her for like 10 years. I think, has it been 10 years? It's been at least, at least 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. Because when I was president of my chapter, that was in 2012. So that was oh, 10 years yeah, ago. 10 years ago. Technically, I knew you before then. Yeah. Um, so it's been over 10 years. Yeah. It's super exciting to see where, you know, people you have those people in your life that you meet. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like at the time we weren't really working together. I was an advisor for another subset of that group. And uh, I mean, we knew each other. We were on yeah. the same path at that time. And then, you know, randomly at this connection call, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And it had been several years. So I actually didn't even know what you were working on. And then we've just reconnected. And I think that you're always meant to meet people for a reason. And sometimes that reason may not come apparent right away. And then later on, you know, it's unveiled to you. So I'm not too woo woo, but I do think there are some, you know, universe plays at work. So anyway, well, super- I totally agree. Cause now we're working together. Like, yeah. and, and I don't know if that relationship would have happened or that connection would have happened if we didn't already have some, se- some sort of relationship before. So yeah. Exactly. Anyways, moral of the story, grateful to know you grateful to be here. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there is another uh, key nugget for that is, you know, always hold on to those connections. And I think that's really a a cool part. There's a mentor that we both have that talks about the tree of life or the tree of your business life. And at some point they may just be seeds, but eventually they'll be planted. And um, so I just love that. So I want to jump in to the topic, but also what you're doing, because I think that so many people who are out there, well, I know so many people who are out there trying to achieve big life goals, just make it through the day or really work on their legacy project, spend 90% of their time with their 
themselves and their Mm -hmm. inner critic. And so how did you get into this? How did this become your journey? Oh my goodness. Life, my own personal struggles with my relationship with myself. I mean, I'll try to keep this short, but I I never thought I was going to be doing this, right? Like most of us, we end up on a career path or like life purpose. We're like, oh, this was never the plan. And usually that's like the most beautiful way for it to unfold. But I actually, um, my whole life was working toward an an acting and filmmaking career. I went to school Mm -hmm. for it, moved to LA, was doing that. And, you know, over the years, especially my late teens, early 20s, I struggled with a lot of, insecurities around, uh, who I, who I was, but also, uh, like body image issues and, um, especially trying to, you know, run the rat race of Hollywood. I constantly felt like I had to be what other people wanted me to be externally and or internally in order to just get a job. And I remember it feeling very icky inside of me because subconsciously I was becoming more and more interested in getting to know myself more. And at the time, I didn't even realize that there was a whole world of like self-development that existed. I had no idea because I was so just in the, the film world that I did not pay attention to anything outside of it. And what I really truly believe is that it was my intuition, like screaming at me that there's a whole other world that can offer me something of substance and value and something that's healthy for me. Um, and to lean into that where, you know, in my actual reality, I was having agents tell me, you know, you need to change this on your face. You need to do this differently. And none of it was around talent and it just didn't feel right to me. Um, So that was actually really, really difficult. And I had to make the decision to leave all that behind, which was never anything I ever thought I was going to do. And so when I kind of started over, I was going through a whole life lesson of rediscovering who I was Mm -hmm. and, and realizing that I couldn't define myself as what I do or as my career. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn how to forgive myself because I battled for a good year with depression, really beating myself up. I had a lot of guilt and shame around um, what I, I was thinking was failure at the time, but really it was just me pivoting. Yeah. Um, and during all that, I was in a very unhealthy relationship and it all came to a head where I realized one day that I had to choose me and choose the woman that I always envisioned myself being in the future. Yeah. I think a lot of us have this clear vision of like who we want to be, or we see ourselves 10 years from now. And we usually envision ourselves as a very powerful, confident person. And we always feel like that's so far away. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment where I realized like, I, I have to hang on to that. And I owe it to myself to become that woman. So I started just making little changes um, you know, in my lifestyle and my daily habits. Um, so I could start embodying that person I always said I wanted to be. And, you know, from doing all of that work, I started my podcast first again, never had an intention of having a business. I started a podcast. I would have women come on the podcast and I realized 
that so often the conversation turned into a coaching conversation Yeah, because you have these conversations around confidence, around female sexuality, and a lot of, um, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of statements like I could never think of myself that way came up and I realized, wow, there's such a need for this. Yeah. And I've always just naturally wanted to build women up and help women see their beauty inside and out. So next thing I knew, I was like that it, it all clicked, like the stars aligned. Right. I was like, this, this is it. Like, yeah. this is what I feel it on fire doing. And, um, yeah, so I just started taking one-on-one clients. Now I'm about to launch an online course and it's really just teaching women. So many of the tools that I learned, um, Mm -hmm. whether it was through my own, my own personal coaching of myself and also in therapy. Right. Um, but a lot of it is reframing the way we think about ourselves, really having to like change that relationship with our inner critic. Uh, doing a lot of mirror work, which is a game changer Mm -hmm. and something that so many people feel so much resistance to. And it's my favorite thing now seeing women transform. Yeah. I, what you just said, there is so much power in, and I want to break that down. I think as children, and you may agree, or you can combat this, but uh, as children, we're given so many messages you know, right off the bat, as soon as they, they turn in like third grade, it's what do you want to be when you grow up? What is that even about? Good point. And and then it's, you know, not who do you want to be? It's what do you want to be? I, I mean, I remember very vividly, it was probably first or second grade that somebody asked me what I wanted to be. And we had just been on a trip to a farm and that was the only thing that came to mind. I mean, because I didn't really understand what my dad did. He was an executive and my mom was a stay at home mom. And so I said, I want to be a farmer. And somebody's like, Oh, you'll not. And I don't even remember who this person was, but I still remember this conversation. You'll never make any money as a farmer. You'll have to work really, really hard. And I said, well, I want to be a horse farmer because I, I felt like that would make it better. But I think truly I did want to plant corn and sunflowers because that (laughs) farm had corn and sunflowers. And luckily enough, my parents really were very nice and they let me explore my life. And so I ended up riding horses. It was my first love, my true passion. But many times our whole beginning life is shaped by that question, actually, what do we want to be? And then you start to get into high school and it's like, well, you should do this. You have to do that. You must go to college. You must get married by 24. And so our life is really shaped for us. And we end up chasing this, this thing of who we should be rather than discovering who we really, um, really really want to be personally. So I love your journey of self-discovery because I don't know how you got into the acting track. uh, but I think having that awakening of really discovering who you truly are and want to be and what lights you up is awesome. And many people don't ever get that. Well, I love that you, that you brought up the fact that you know, as children, which is a whole other conversation that we're asked that question of like, what do you want to be and not who do you want to be? Right. That's like a big power shift. But 
we get all excited, right? Like we should as kids, like you should be excited by new things. And it's awesome. You had parents that let you explore all that. And so you allow your, your imagination to run wild, get excited about what is possible for you. Then you get older and it's like, no, this is what you should do. This is what will make Mm -hmm. you money. This is what won't. And what happens is I feel like our teens through our early adulthood, we really change who we are because we start taking Mm -hmm. on expectations from society. So I always say like, when you start doing this kind of self-discovery work as an adult, it's not about figuring out who you are at all, because like deep down, we know who we are. It's about figuring out who you're not. And all of the behaviors and all of the ways you've been living your life based on other expectations. Because really, if you go back to that little girl or boy, like the the little child in you, like knows exactly what it wants for your future. That's that's who gets Mm. excited about things. And that's who we need to listen to more. Not the people telling us like, that's not realistic. You won't make enough. It's crazy. Yeah. And I think that you had this journey of discovery where you have really, you light up when you talk about what you're doing and how you love it and how excited you are about it. So talk about mirror work. I know you are a big proponent of doing the work in the mirror. And I do know that you mentioned that a lot of people are resistant to this. So how did this come about? And then how do you teach women to maybe step into doing that work? Yeah. Um, man, how did it come about really? Um, when I referenced that moment earlier, when kind of just quickly sharing my story, when I had that moment of like, oh my gosh, like I, I have to choose me right now and figure this out. It was Mm -hmm. actually that happened while I was in, I would like locked myself in the bathroom because I, I like lived with my, my boyfriend at the time. And I felt so just trapped in my life. I remember I locked myself in the bathroom and I like looked at my reflection in the mirror and it was like, I was talking to a best friend that I needed in that moment. And I, like, I just started a conversation and like, that might sound really crazy to some people. If you've never, I mean, again, I grew up as an actor, so I'm very used to talking to myself out loud in public, but that's when it all started for me. And so that kind of became my, my safety zone of like, I know all as, as long as I can like get to a mirror and have a conversation and check in with myself, I'll feel more connected and grounded to who I am. And then over time, I, I started, um, you know, learning about affirmations and how powerful those could be. And so I started talking to myself in the mirror and adding those affirmations of things. A lot of times, especially at the beginning of my own journey, a lot of times I would tell myself things that I didn't fully believe yet, but that Mm. I knew I needed to hear and that I wanted to truly believe because the thing is, and this kind of goes into the way our, our, our inner voice works too, is like our brain does not know the difference between a truth and a lie. Our brain believes whatever we tell it is true. So if we're constantly telling ourselves or looking in the mirror that we are ugly, we are lazy, we don't have what it takes, nobody's going to want to be in our life. Like we're going to believe it mm-hmm. because we've decided that it's a fact. When in fact, yeah. not to, you know, ironically, in fact, it's not true. It's not a fact. It's just a thought. But if that's how our brain works, why not use it to our advantage 
and decide what we are going to believe is true in order to benefit us and make us more confident, make us overall mentally, emotionally, probably even physically healthier um, and make us overall happier in our lives. Um, So that's kind of why that, that works. So if you get in front of the mirror and tell yourself things that you really want to believe and you don't fully believe yet, like yesterday I wrote an affirmation on my mirror that said, I am willing to embrace the ups and the downs and all of the fun in between. Mm -hmm. And the reason it was powerful for me is because I know that even though I think of myself as a fun person, sometimes I get so caught up in going through the ups and the downs that I forget to stop and have fun. So then I feel guilty mm-hmm. sometimes in the moments that I do. And I know that that's something that I need to work on. So mm-hmm. I repeated that to myself in the mirror yesterday. Um, so mirror affirmations are something that I say is it's like the easiest thing you can start with because it's it's free. I'm willing to bet every single person listening has a mirror in their home. Um, (laughs) hopefully you're like brushing your teeth at least once a day. You're usually doing that in the bathroom in front of the mirror. Um, and you can really just take two minutes. It does not take long, you know, while you are alone in front of a mirror and just tell yourself, hello, you can start by just saying, hello, I love you. Tell yourself three things that you truly love about yourself, whether they're physical or characteristic traits, just start to build that connection with yourself. And the reason it's so powerful to also do this in a mirror is that it's obviously a reflective surface. And as you say those words to yourself, Mm -hmm. they are going to reflect back, back to you Mm -hmm. after you say them, which gives you an opportunity to then receive it. As if you are receiving those words from somebody else, like if you are very best friend, powerful, yes, like powerful, if your very best friend or loved one were telling you these things, would you allow yourself to, to just receive it and notice how it feels. Mm -hmm. And a big part of this too, is especially at first, you're going to feel resistant to it. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable for you to receive it because we're not used to being so kind and loving to ourselves. Yeah. But that's why it's so important to just start doing it every day, make it part of like your daily habit. And something that comes up for a lot of people and some clients I've worked with is like, well, what if my, like, what if my kids, what, you know, what if I'm with my kids or like, I can't get away from them or like my husband's in the other room even better. Yeah. Like even better, because you know what, like when your children see, they get to see how their mom or their dad or one of their parents is speaking to themselves in the mirror, when they get to see how you treat yourself and how you speak about yourself, you're setting the most important example for them. Because as we talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, when you're a kid, that's how so much of your, uh, or should I say, when so much of your identity and your Mm -hmm. self-worth, it's a lot that's when it's shaped. That's when, when all of that forms for you. So they're getting to see that as an example. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful because it's hard to, to say nice things to ourselves 
I, I think that is one of the things that the inner critic always is, oh, yeah. you should have done this. You know, it's the same thing. But when you really think about it, how often do you say nice things to others? There have been so many times in my life where I've been like, that girl is awesome. She's on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, when is the last time I told her that? Well, and let me take it one step further. Yeah. How often do you think that about other people? And then how often do you actually tell them? Yeah. Because that's a great practice as well. And that will build confidence, let alone. Yeah. Like talk about something else that alone will build confidence. If you, I say like, if you see something, say something, but in this, but in this sense, I mean, like if you see something that you admire or like about somebody, whether it's their energy, whether it's their hair color, anything, tell them Mm -hmm. because not only is that going to positively impact their day, but it's going to impact your day as well. And I know you're a big believer in random acts of kindness. Mm -hmm. And this is a good way. If you can get more comfortable with regularly telling other people what you like about them, then it will be easier for you to do it for yourself as well. Yeah. And I think it goes back to that receiving. So Mm -hmm. many times I've had people have been like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for this, this, and this. And I'm like, no problem. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Or, oh, it was nothing. And it may really have been nothing, but they appreciated it. So I love that the mirror work is about the inner work. I love that it's about receiving that message and then also doing it in front of others that maybe you haven't told them how awesome they are recently. Yeah. So, and can I just add one more thing? Because this is actually something that came up for me today. And I feel like this is the perfect time to talk about it. I started doing uh, self-love mirror affirmation displays with local female owned businesses. And last week I actually did one at a summer camp for teen and tween Mm. girls. And they had no problem writing down on a sticky note, something that they loved or admired about themselves and sticking it on the mirror. And every single one of, I mean, I'm pretty sure every single one they wrote was like a a characteristic of theirs or an internal quality. No one wrote down any physical trait. They had no problem. They, and they would celebrate each other as they stuck them on the mirror. Well, I have, I have one mirror display up right now. I have another one going in today at a business with all adult women. And I've been checking in to see how it's been going. And I'm told it's been such a struggle Mm. for them to place something on the mirror especially if other people are around. Mm. So that's been very interesting. I'm kind of taking that in and digesting that because you're, I I got to witness last week, all these little girls supporting each other, having no problem thinking about something that they really love about themselves and proudly sticking it on that mirror and saying it out loud. And all these grown adult women are having such a hard time trying to even figure out one thing to write down on this note and place it on the mirror. And the only way they've done it is when they've all agreed to write down something together. Like they, they literally have to build up courage and they're like, okay, I'll do it if you do it. And they write, Mm -hmm. they'll write something down and place it on there. But you know, there's something to be learned from that right there is there's, there's a lot of conditioning and beliefs that we learn throughout our lives that make us feel like it's hard for us to love ourselves. Yeah. And that's what we need to undo. 
And yet, if you ask them to look in the mirror and write down something that they needed to change or that they would fix, they'd be like, my eyelashes, my eyebrows, my hair color, my weight, my chin, my, you know, all those things. We focus on it first. Wow. That's very powerful. It's that it's something that's lost between childhood and adulthood. And it's, you know, it goes back to the really doing the work and the inner work and working on the inner critic critic. So one of the things that you do in your business is visualization. Talk to me a little bit about those exercises. uh, If somebody was to jump into really doing some of the inner work. Yeah. So what I do around visualization is really taking some time to envision what it feels like, not just looks like, I mean, looks like is part of it, but mostly what it feels like when you feel like you are living as your most authentic, fully expressed self. And this Mm kind of goes back to what I said earlier about like, you know, I, I, and I think a lot of people have like this vision of who we feel like we want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, ever since I was a little girl. And it's funny because this is still when I envision that like highest version of myself, she's still dressed in like red pumps and like (laughs) a black suit. And it's funny because like, I don't feel like I would ever wear that, but that's still what I envision her as. Um, and she feels so calm and so powerful and so confident. But I think it's so important, like any goal really, right? Like, I know you talk a lot about goals on this podcast like any goal, that vision is almost like a goal. Yeah. That, that vision, that embodiment of how you really want to feel, because how do you know what those action steps are that you need to take in order to get there? Yeah. If you haven't taken the time to really envision and experience what it feels like to be there. Yeah. Right. Cause it's not like, you know, like a goal, if it was like, oh, make a hundred thousand dollars this year, like that's more tangible and concrete. We can understand that. But when it comes to doing some of this work and wanting to feel confident in who we are, you know, accept our bodies, learn to love ourselves, that feels a little bit more fuzzy. So if we can envision that, I like to walk people through different meditations. Um, I say meditation, sort of like a meditation, a visualization exercise that allows you to envision all of the things that you feel bring, bring light to your life. When you allow yourself to like really step into the person that you want to be and, and get to experience how it feels, then what also comes up is what you, what you feel like you don't have yet. Right. Yeah. Like, cause again, just how we always focus on the things we want to change in the mirror first. Um, a lot of times what we lack will come up first and then we can focus on like, is that something that you feel like you lack because other people feel like it's something that you need, or is that something that you even need to have or embody in order yeah. to feel like your most powerful, powerful self. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah. And I think it's a great point of really thinking about not only where you want to be and visualizing that, like you have this vision of 
somebody in a suit with red, you're yeah. you in a suit with red pumps. And yeah. uh, that's great, but it's the feeling. And mm-hmm. so that goes back to where y- you might say, when I look at somebody in a black suit with red pumps, I see confidence, I see clarity, I see yeah. success. And so you're looking for the feelings of being confident, being successful being clear on where you want to go. And those are things that you can work on regardless of where you're at, whether you're, you know, I don't know in your vision, if you're a ton of money or whatever, but when you think about the feeling, it's really, it creates the path to get to that point. I can work on my confidence. I can work on my clarity. I can work on my inner critic, you know, maybe my inner critic isn't even in that scenario. So I love the way that you really talk about the feeling of where you're going in the journey because it brings it closer to home. How do I become more confident? Yeah, because the vision and the visualization exercise really just gives people freedom to kind of like express anything that's coming up for them. Because like you said, confident, successful, And then you can take it even further and be like, well, what does, like, what does confident mean to her? Like what makes her feel confident? Okay. If she, if you, if you're envisioning her as being successful, like what does success feel like? Yeah. Like what is success in her world? Right. Because there's all these different definitions for what things are, but we get to define what they feel like for us. So yes, like you said, the most important part of all of it is the feeling, the visualization and putting like colors and textures and literally visualizing it as a physical thing just helps us create that reality and that, that plan for how we're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You know, I think one of the things that happens when we look in the mirror or we look on social media, or we just listen to whoever that person is in our heads, um, that we've invited in, it comes up this idea of comparison. Yeah. And how do you work? Do you address comparison? How do you work with women on comparison? Man, comparison is probably one of our greatest battles Mm -hmm. for all of us. And it's so tough because I think that the only way to overcome the comparison trap is to really get to know yourself. And like I said, unknow all the things that aren't you and learn to trust yourself. And that's, that's difficult for a lot of us. Right. Um, but I, I think that the only way to get out of that comparison trap really is to do the things we've been talking about, to do the work, to really get to know your strengths and learn to appreciate what makes you, you, I think it's tough. Like, you know, when we're younger, we, I mean, we only know what what we know, right? Like we almost don't know better when we're younger. And I know that in the way that I can relate, relate to the way I've dealt with this is, you know, I struggled with an eating disorder when I was a teenager because I, from the media and society and Hollywood was constantly given an image of like, this is what like, Mm-hmm. a beautiful wanted woman looks like. Um, I, I didn't realize that there were different body types. I didn't really have an example of like body positivity a lot in my life. Yeah. So 
I was constantly comparing my body to other women's bodies. And it would either be like, oh, my body's better than hers because I'm closer to this ideal image or wow, I'm my body, which also then means me as a person. I'm not as good as her because she looks closer to what they're saying we all need to look like. Um, And I'm sure a lot of women can unfortunately relate to that. But, you know, part of it is just learning what you don't know and getting to know yourself. And and now, like, you know, I'm still a human, like I'll still personally have, you know, insecurities and things that I work through on a daily basis. It's it's never like a place you arrive. But in that example, like I've learned, wow, yeah, there are so many different body types and they're all beautiful. And and none of them look like Barbie. (laughs) No, no, absolutely not. And, you know, they all deserve to be celebrated and to focus on gratitude. Yeah. Like I think one of the biggest hacks for confidence and one of the biggest hacks for, you know, getting out of that comparison trap is really grounding yourself in gratitude. Because if you can keep focusing on what you're grateful for, um, not only like in your life and what's happening for you, but what you're grateful for about yourself. And reframing things of like, okay, maybe you're struggling with your legs. Maybe for example, you're like, oh my gosh, it's, my legs have always been an insecurity of mine. How can you reframe that to a gratitude statement about your legs? Like, I'm so grateful that I even have my legs and that these legs are able to allow me to go on walks and hikes that I love and, and really trying to reframe those negative statements into, into gratitude statements. I feel like that has been a game changer. Yeah. I love it. And you know, this comparison thing happens to everyone, regardless of what journey they're on. Even the people who you think have it all together are doing the same thing in their heads. You know, I'll share a little story about this podcast. Um, you know, if you were to look at the two of us, you may say, Oh, Sarah, she's got it all figured out. She's you know, been there, done that. And I was struggling with launching my podcast. And then along comes Kelsey, like this little (laughs) angel out of the sky at a networking event. I had all these ideas, content for days. And she's like, Oh, I launched a podcast. I was like, how do you do that? Can I pick your brain? Next thing I know we're collaborating together. And had I not reached out for help or collaboration or anything like that, this podcast wouldn't be a thing today because somebody may thought may have thought, Oh, well, she's good. But I was over there comparing myself to everybody else. What am I going to talk about? Who's going to listen to me? How am I going to get this tech off the ground? And so I think regardless of where somebody is on the journey, they don't have it all figured out. They are comparing themselves to others and we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I like to use the, the reference of like, like, like you said, you're like, there's so many people who have podcasts, like who's going to listen to what I have to say. Like there really is so much space for everyone. Yeah. I want you to think about how many damn coffee shops, donut shops there are at least in Phoenix, like on every corner, there's yeah. like different independent coffee shops and donut shops. And it's like, how are all of these surviving? They are because all of them offer something unique in their brand that every different person is going to feel drawn, drawn to, and they all have their different customers and clients for different reasons. It's like the same exact thing. You know what I mean? There's space for everyone. And we all have our different strengths and gifts. Like 
to me, like what I do helping people with their podcasts, like I, I forget that that's like, I come from a filmmaking background. So I have a lot of audio editing experience and I'm like, oh yeah, why wouldn't I help people with this? Mm-hmm. Like your voice deserves to be heard. You, you deserve to like get out there and share your podcast and have guests come on and make those connections. If a little thing, like, how do I do it all? Oh my gosh, this is scary. It's like, hell yeah. Let me like, this is a skill I have. Why wouldn't I, Yeah. why wouldn't I contribute? Yeah. Like that's part of what it's about. Well, and I think it also really fits into being a confidence coach, you know, I mean, like I didn't have oh, the yeah. confidence to launch it by myself, but here you are. And, um, so I'm very grateful for that. Oh. Um, side note, or one more thing, if you, if there was a question you wanted me to ask that I haven't asked, oh. is there one out there? Oh my goodness. What a great question. It's a new one. Um, I'm trying it out on you first. The only thing that's really coming to my mind, and I don't even really know what kind of question I would like you to ask, but really, as you asked that question, it was giving me permission to like, what do I want to share? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like what, what, what do I want people to know? Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, what I, what I'd like to share around, cause we've been talking a lot about, a lot about confidence and, you know, insecurities that come up and, and comparison is everybody wants to feel more confident. And something that I, that I feel like I, I get a lot is like, well, just how can I feel more confident? It's like such a, such a broad question. And what I want people to realize is a couple of things is you can feel confident in one area of your life. And you might not feel confident in a different area of your life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you are a confident person or you are not a confident person. I think that we have this idea of confidence being lumped as like a one size fits all, like a, a package deal, like someone's either confident or they're not. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like a destination you arrive at. It's something like co- like people who who you feel like are truly mm-hmm. authentically confident, they work on it every day and they're no one feels 100% confident in every single area of their life 100% of the time. Like someone might feel mm-hmm. extremely confident when it comes to their career and maybe, you know, their goals that they're going after, but maybe in their personal life, they're really struggling uh, with relationships or with parenting, right? Like just know that no one person has it all figured out. I feel like we like to idealize people as like, yeah that person is so confident. I want to be just like them, but everyone's working toward it. And, and if there are people who you, you know, really idolize or respect and you admire their confidence and their light in the way that they, that they shine, um, just, just know that, that you're, you're not very, you're not very different from them. You're not very different from them. Yeah. And there is no, like you've arrived at your destination. No. Your work is finished. Get yeah. That's my plane. favorite. I think we think that with so many things yeah. We're like, Oh, I'm here now. I mean, even with like, I mean, like everything, like all of our, all of our goals and accomplishments and everything in life, like everything we work toward, of course, there's like a, 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 a finish, right. We're like, yes, I achieved it. But then there's always things that follow after that because of mm-hmm. that. Right. Like so many things are always happening because of, um, and, 
and yeah, you just like, if it's something that you want, you just have to be willing to keep, to keep showing up. It's like one day at a time, one day at a time. Yep. I love it. All right. So Kelsey, I've enjoyed our conversation. It's always great connecting with you. If someone wanted to work with you, how would they reach out and what should they expect? Yeah. So I have a couple different ways you can work with me. I offer a 12 week intensive one-on-one coaching. If you're like really ready, you're like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm ready to actually learn how to love myself, to feel more confident. I do offer that. If you are interested and you're curious of how I might be able to help you, maybe you're feeling a little resistant or you want to learn more, dip your toe in the water. I do offer a 90 minute call so we can really uncover a lot and get you started on that process in 90 minutes. Um, and I am about to launch, like probably around the time this podcast episode comes out, I'll be launching an online course. So if you're someone who wants to learn about some of these tools and do some exercises from the comfort of your own home, work through it yourself, that will be a tool for you as well. And all of that will be available on my website at findyoursexy.co. I'm also on Instagram at Kelsey Valletta. And of course you can check out my podcast, find your sexy anywhere. You listen to podcasts. We talk a lot about, of course, confidence, self-love also about like female sexuality and the stigmas and expectations put on that. So we have some fun conversations over there. I love your podcast. It's always a great listen. Um, so everybody jump out and, uh, follow Kelsey and her journey and her podcast. I'm, I'm going to add one more question because we have a book series coming up. If you guys haven't logged on to the book club, please do that. But if you were to recommend one book, what book would you recommend? Okay. I'm going to, can I say two? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say so. And I feel like this is probably one, a lot of people who listen to this podcast have probably already read, but the four agreements is a book that like really changed my life. So if you have mm-hmm. not read it yet, you must. Uh, I have the four agreements posted. I keep looking mm, at it as we're recording. I love it. I have it posted um in my in my home just as like a reminder to kind of like check in with myself. So that book is awesome. And then I just started reading the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. I don't know, have you read that? Oh yeah. Okay. It's on the it's on the book club list. Oh I love it. Okay. I literally like barely just started. I actually um one of my neighbors is also a coach. And he gifted it to me and was like, you need to read this. And it's funny because ever since he gave it to me, um, I've been like hearing other people like on podcasts and stuff, bring it up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get through this book. So I'm excited to, to learn what that has to share. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Kelsey, so much for all you do. I'm so thankful you came back into my life. (laughs) Me too. Um, And I love the work you're doing for women and entrepreneurs out there, because as we step into new things or open businesses or quit our jobs to pursue our passion, so many things come up internally. And so reach out to Kelsey, follow Kelsey, work with Kelsey. If those things are coming up and do your mirror work. Yes. Get in front of that mirror. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) I appreciate you. (laughs) Great to see you. Bye everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368. 
1-800-242-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.